You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Can you imagine finding out you're pregnant just days before you are to give birth? For many women, this concept is mind-boggling. And I have to admit, it has been pretty mind-boggling for me too. And that's particularly for those of us who grow quite, shall we say, round during our pregnancies, plus many other changes our bodies go through. But concealed, hidden, or some people call them cryptic pregnancies, are real, and they're often very misunderstood. Hannah Darlin is a professor of midwifery at Western Sydney University. Hi, Hannah. How are you? Well, thank you. Do we know how often concealed pregnancies happen or how common they are? They're really, really quite rare. I've got to say increasingly rare within our Western societies. Once upon a time, much more common when, for example, an unwed mother would become pregnant and almost couldn't psychologically deal with that or may have been in such a serious state of distress that they've completely blocked it out and denied it. We still see that happening in countries where women don't have the same rights and there are more taboos around um, sex outside of marriage and, you know, younger people. So it is much less common today than it once was. So the ones that have kind of really surprised me are where the women actually don't show. So I mentioned earlier that some of us become quite round during our pregnancies. Most of us do, but of course, some baby bumps are bigger for everyone, bigger, smaller, we're all different shapes and sizes. One of the examples I heard of was a woman who was really fit and people who knew her and I spoke to her and and she told me the whole story, you really couldn't tell that she had a baby in there. And one of the explanations she was given was because she was so fit that that was actually pulling the baby in. And I'm wondering if you've heard of anything like that happening. Yeah, so there's a couple of scenarios and that definitely is one of them. And I have an experience of exactly that with someone I cared for. And the other is a very much a larger woman who may, it may not be as evident. And, And if you take the two scenarios, sometimes also if you have more around your waist, you may be less sensitive to the movements. But if you have very taut muscles, you also may, you know, that baby may not be doing the kind of gymnastics that happens in those of us who are of of normal fitness level. So when I was um, doing my midwifery, I remember this very fit, tall, athletic woman, she was a sportswoman, coming in with query appendicitis because she had abdominal pain. And eventually we discovered in the palping of her tummy and that that she had a baby and she was in labor and she gave birth to a very average sized baby that was lying against her back so you know it was kind of buried in there clearly and she was so shocked she was absolutely shocked and to make the story even more dramatic her mother was a midwife wow so yeah, if I hadn't seen it myself, I probably would sit within that group of people that are like, oh, come on, you know, are you, are you really serious? 
But she didn't want the baby. She wanted nothing to do with it. She was in utter shock and the boyfriend had been a passing dalliance at a sporting event. And she went home and I, I, I provided her postnatal care. And on about day three, I think it was, after the birth, she met me at the door and she said, I need my baby. And she had nothing. I mean, she didn't even have a nappy in the house. And we pulled the bottom drawer of her dresser out and we lined it with towels and we went and got her baby. And she started being a mother to that child. So that is an extreme scenario of somebody who honestly, she wore the same jeans Mm. when she was fully pregnant that she did when I saw her postnatally. Like there was virtually no difference in her in her girth at all. Wow, that is so incredible. Yeah. And the thing that strikes me there is the shock she must have felt because, um, I mean, there's the physicality of being pregnant, but there's also the psychological preparation where most of us get nine months in which to fathom what is happening and, and what we're about to embark upon and I imagine that shock must be very real. And given it's so rare, I wonder what kind of support there is for women who experience this. Yeah, she was completely shocked. And I've got to say that baby, it almost looked like a baby that nobody knew was around. It was really interesting. It, it, was, a, it was a quiet baby. It just was used to not being noticed. It was quite extraordinary and and. And so all of those things we do when we're pregnant, that all that navel gazing and that talking to our baby and that reading to our baby. And, you know, this baby had been like, you know, life went on and this baby was not even part of her thinking. And, and it's not just her, then it's the family member. So her mother, who was a midwife, I mean, I think I almost counselled her as much as I counselled the woman because she just couldn't believe she'd missed it. And, of course, an athlete, she often didn't get her periods for very long time, you know, long periods between, so that wasn't even an alert for her. And and then there's the the feeling of, of everyone judging you, and this is the worst part of it, with everyone thinks you're either, you're either dumb or you're lying or, you know, that the, there's got to be a, an explanation to it. So it becomes a really embarrassing story for women and I think that's probably the saddest bit about it because some women actually never let on and they keep it to themselves. And, of course, as a health provider, you're not going to be out there publicising it and naming people. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a, it, it's important to also know that there's another side to this. So sometimes we, we talk about it as concealed pregnancy or, as you said, cryptic pregnancy, and other people have, have also labelled it denied pregnancy. And... There are, like a study was done where they interviewed, you know, about 30 women who'd had these unexpected births and a, a good number of them had at some point had some inkling mm. but had either suppressed it completely. And interestingly, some of these women also had some significant trauma in their background where that probably played into this denial. And for other women, it was having a child was never on their in their radar so they didn't actually think it was going to happen to them uh, so that you know it, it, it's it's a really complex issue so what you're talking about there is a psychological denial of what's happening in their body and i think people might be more open to accepting that than a scenario where a woman is pregnant and doesn't know it 
and there's no reason uh, that they can see, you know, as we discussed, maybe they're super fit. Maybe they have a bit of weight where they can't see the difference with the baby. Um, But as a midwife, what I'm curious about as well is how often those feelings inside change. So I, before I spoke to this woman who this had happened to, I remember thinking, how on earth? My insides felt so different. It was all these weird things were happening to my body and also labor pain. Hello, that is intense. But then I spoke to this woman and she had endometriosis and she said that one, she didn't notice any of those different feelings, but she was also going through a very um, stringent fitness regime. So possibly was attributing things to that. But when she went into labor, she said she just thought it was her period, which is so shocking to me that she'd been experiencing that kind of pain regularly that she thought that labor pain was period pain. But it does go some way to explain to me how someone can't feel those changes in their body. Um, And I'm wondering what your experience is as a midwife with the women that you've cared for and the experiences that you've seen. Um, Does that make sense to you as well, that they might not have noticed all those changes inside? Absolutely. And we all have different pain tolerance. And the most powerful organ involved in giving birth is your brain. So if your brain does not think you're in labor and not having a child, you are going to frame it very differently and therefore have a very different assessment of it. We, we know absolutely if you have expectations, your labor is going to be very painful and awful. You're much more likely to say it is and you're much more likely to end up with, with intervention and pain relief than if you have expectations that, you know, you've got this and it'll be okay. And, you know, I've, I've been through things before and I've got a good pain tolerance. So there's no doubt the brain is enormously powerful. The other interesting side of this is many of these women who have these so-called concealed pregnancies or cryptic pregnancies or denied pregnancies have very good labours and have very normal births um, to the point that sometimes the baby comes out in the toilet, whether it's a public toilet or, or at home. The power of the mind is unbelievably interesting and powerful and if you honestly can't accept that that's a reality or something's happened to you that's made this a very unsafe situation or you've had a previously unsafe situation in your life or this is not part of your life plan you can easily imagine how you can reinterpret those signs as something else. The other thing that might lead a woman to think she's not pregnant is if she's getting her period. So you mentioned uh, the athlete that you saw who, who, because of her athleticism, because of her training, had very erratic periods. The woman I spoke to, she was on the pill and she was still getting a regular period. Can you tell us what's happening there? That, that certainly has been reported. Um, the other thing is that there can be hormonal changes that affect your cervix, for example, and make your cervix more easily able to bleed. Um, the fact she was putting hormones into her body may have also played a, a role in that. Um, so definitely women can have bleeds all through pregnancy. In fact, 50% of women who are pregnant have bleeding at some point. So, yeah, none of that is unexpected it it's it all can be explained 
Is there anything that parents need to be aware of in terms of the baby's health when it comes to a concealed pregnancy? Yeah, so one of the things may be that you've drunk all through your pregnancy and smoked all through your pregnancy and taken drugs all through your pregnancy and, um, you know, they, they, they may be concerning things for your child's health. So there's the health, those health issues. You haven't obviously had any of the screening, etc. So, you know, the baby would be very much checked out like every newborn baby is checked out. But I think the biggest thing is not the physical so much because, you know, pregnancies happen births happen women give birth that's been going on for millennia but the biggest thing is going to be the connecting to that baby you haven't been through all of those psychological preparations and nesting that often occur with pregnant women so there's going to be this feeling that this is just this alien that came out of your body so there's going to have to be a period of really good support around helping that mum and if there's a partner on the scene as well fall in love with that baby there's also probably going to have to be somebody who is a kind intermediary that kind of helps support that woman in the attack she might get or the disbelief she may get or the anger she may get from her family because that can be very very distressing so you would definitely want to make sure that women who've experienced this go through added support now some of those women give up their baby we need to be really clear about that some of them won't have anything more to do with their baby and they will move on. No woman ever gives her baby up without something remaining in her life psychologically. So there needs to be certainly significant support and making sure that this decision is not one that she's going to regret later on. It seems like the big message here is although these pregnancies are very rare, to hold on to your disbelief and just be a bit empathetic about the experience that woman has had and and be supportive, be as supportive as you can because, like you say, most of us have had a period of time to adjust to the idea of parenthood and if they've decided to keep their baby or to not keep their baby, then either way, they deserve compassion and understanding. Absolutely. And interestingly in this scenario, men are much more accepting of it than women. And I think there's a little bit in women that is like, you surely had to go through everything I I went through. How, how did you manage to not have all of the experiences that I had and had to suffer? So be compassionate and be understanding. And um, they're not lucky. They're not lucky people. They have to go through a massive psychological connection and resolution following this. So you know, women who know about their pregnancy from day one, they're actually the ones that are the lucky ones. Hannah, thank you so much for chatting with me about this. My pleasure. That's Hannah Darlin. She's a professor of midwifery at Western Sydney University. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review us so we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, send your email to feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time. (music) 